Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. It's a new year, new brothers, actually same brothers. Welcome back to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. As usual, I am your host, AJ, with my usual co-host, Eric, and we are back for the year 2024, excited for new things to come, excited for new whiskey, just excitement all around. Eric, how do you feel? 2024. Um, I feel good. I'm surprised we are still going at it with this. We've been doing it for quite some time now, AJ. It's been uh, it's been a while. What are we going? Are we going on uh, two years now? Yeah, we started back in 2022, I believe. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're going. We're we're almost at the two year mark of consistent episodes. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, I honestly didn't think we'd get there, but here we are. Um, more educated, more whiskey in our bellies and on our shelves. Sometimes a little too much whiskey on our shelves. Oh, speak for yourself, sir. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to kill some bottles to make room for the new stuff I have in because I have whiskey in boxes right now in the closet. Yeah, no. I need to put on the shelf. Uh, yeah, I think I have like 7% of what you have or maybe 2% of whiskey yeah, bottles. Maybe like 2%. Because how many, you could probably count on in two hands how many bottles you have, right? Yeah, I probably have around there, maybe like 20 bottles. Max. Train bottles? Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I have over 300. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Not... But, uh-huh. but let's pick up where we left off at last year with AJ always having the limited edition and collection bottles because those bottles I do not open, I do not drink. So the shelving for those keep on growing because I'm not going to bottle kill those ones. Oh. Yeah. So you have a special shelf of untouchable whiskey bottles. Yes. Wow. Which, as you know, we've talked about that in past episodes. No, I didn't know you had a whole shelf dedicated to non-touchable. I have two shelves, actually. One shelf is my top shelf, which has my untouchable limited edition bottles like the Johnny Walker, You're the Rats, You're the Ox. Um, I do have some Blattens up there. I got the old school Jim Bean decanters that are still sealed with whiskey in them from like back in the 1970s. And then I have another shelf, which is all my Jack Daniels collection. Lame. No, that's not lame. Speaking of collections, I shared with Eric before we came live. I know not a lot of people are fans of this whiskey, but Fireball comes out with the collector's yep. edition every year with new artwork on it. I love collecting them. This is the fourth bottle I picked up, came out this year. It has nice. How would you explain it, Eric? Like It's very typical beer? AJ. It's typical oh. AJ. It's very loud. It's very vibrant. It's Guy Fieri uh, style. And um, that is who AJ is, Guy Fieri, for all you who don't know. Eric says I look like Guy Fieri. I yes. don't think that's true. And your style as well. And my, and my style. How, speaking of style, Eric and I went to a hockey game recently. And we, we did. Went to, we went to go see the rain play. Yes. And I had a hockey jersey on with a backwards hat because I usually rock a backwards hat. Mm-hmm. And Eric had a hat on as well with his long hair flowing in the wind. Yeah. And since Eric's taller than me. Us standing next to each other with that, and I have a beard. We mm-hmm. look like Jane Silent Bob. We are, we are, and I and I do have long hair only because I donate it. It's gonna be my second time that I donate it. I lost an aunt to breast cancer, so uh, I do that in honor of her. 
and um, I'm doing it again. I didn't think I would do it again, but here I am. So that's why I have long hair. But, but AJ, I also have some beef with you because AJ got a little bougie on us at the hockey game. First of all, there's a couple things that happened. He got uh -oh. a little bougie with us and bougie when we were leaving to go to the hockey game. We're all excited. We had been drinking. People are, you know, on a buzz, having a good time. And it's it's uh, I made the suggestion, like, let's all take a shot before we go to the game. So everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. And then AJ comes in with his, oh, I don't shoot whiskey. I savor it. And everybody was like, who invited this fool and i was like i don't know i don't know who he is he is not my friend i don't know who invited him <laughs> because mr i'm too good for this decided that he was going to make that comment fortunately we forced him to do it i don't know if that was what took him over the top aj maybe you can clarify that because after that aj barely made it to his seat at the stadium and was unconscious the entire game okay let's let's backtrack for a second Listeners, no. do you shoot whiskey? Now, some people do, and that's fine. I'm not saying I'm bougie. I'm not saying you shouldn't shoot whiskey. I don't. I like to sip whiskey. I like to look at the notes. I like to enjoy it, especially if it's something I haven't had before. Says now, the guy who I love... came in a fast food cup with soda and poured whiskey in it. Mr. Oh, no, I savor it. I, yeah, I poured Maker's Mark in it. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. So what? So what? Uh -huh. The point I'm making is I like to shoot tequila. Tequila is my, if I'm gonna take a shot, it's gonna be tequila or vodka. Those are my two go-to for shots. So you cannot say I'm bougie because I don't like to shoot whiskey. Now, mm -hmm. to go with you saying, you know, I, I passed out at the hockey game. Yes. Um, and you said we got to our seats. Let, let's let's set the record straight, Eric. Let's set it straight, AJ. Let's hear we it. Don't, we don't lie to the people. Okay. I did not go to my seat. I don't know where I ended up. I ended up in like empty seats somewhere. Oh, yeah. For some reason, you wanted to be on your own by yourself. I think you were ashamed of the state you were in. No, and you I went to an area where there was nobody around you, and yes. then that's where you passed out. It was comfortable. I think it was too claustrophobic where the seats were, because it was crowded where our seats were, dude. Like, you know, everyone was around, and yep. just the next aisle over it was completely dead. Yeah. And since we were up in the nosebleed anyways, I was like, I'll, I'll go sit over here. It was we have photographic proof of that, too. So I'll be know. passed out. You were pale as a motherfucker. Let me tell you that. You were pale. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's it's not often you get to go out with the with you know friends and and shoot the shit, take some shots, take some drinks ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I lived up to the fullest, dude. I enjoyed myself. You clearly poured more than I could have imagined into your little McDonald's cup. It was not I a McDonald's cup, dude. It was a Sam's Club cup because I was oh, Sam's Club first. Sam's Club. If you Sorry. guys are, dude, let's be honest. For a dollar sixty-two, you get a hot dog and a big ass drink. Okay, makes Can't sense. Can't go wrong with that. So My I mistake, got a, not, I got a not big McDonald's. Cup of Pepsi because I don't serve Coke, unfortunately. Blasphemy. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a big cup of Pepsi. I drank about half of it down and then I filled it with whiskey. And that's what did you? Possibly. No, no, no. That's what did you, AJ. You were pale as a motherfucker. Possibly. Yes. And apparently I took a shot, which actually I actually don't even remember taking the shot at the house before we even left. Probably don't even remember saying, oh, I, I only savor whiskey. I don't shoot it. I don't remember saying that, but I would say that because I don't like shooting whiskey. I honestly do not. Dang, like, you had a really rough time doing it when you did it then. You did not like it, huh? I do not remember. But like <laughs> I said, I like tequila and I like vodka to shoot. Those are my wow. two 
shots of choice, man. If I'm gonna have whiskey, I'm gonna put it in a neat glass, or I'm gonna put it in a rocks glass, or I'm gonna mix it with some Coke. That's what I like to do. Or are you gonna mix it in a Sam's Club foam cup with some Pepsi, not Coke? Eric, what's the number one rule? Uh, what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club? No, 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 not that real. We don't talk about Fight Club? No, no, not that real, not that real. The hmm. best kind of whiskey is what you like to drink and how you like to drink it. Don't be those people that damn someone the way they like to enjoy their whiskey. I don't shoot whiskey, I savor it. Don't do it, Eric. Don't huh? do it. Don't do it. Oh. Don't You're do right. It. And you enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly. Since it's the new year, oh, anything else you want to talk shit about with the hockey game, Eric, before we move on? <laughs> no, I got it all out. You got it all out? You good? Out. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm good. What is a Brothers of the Dram podcast without Eric already talking shit? It isn't one. New year, same Eric. Let's be honest. Why not? Why not? Eric, we have not been on this podcast for three weeks now. We took some time off to spend the holidays with our family. Mm-hmm. So Christmas has passed. Yes. Did you get any Christmas gifts that were whiskey-related? I did not get any Ooh. gifts that were whiskey related. Ooh. People don't um, usually buy me alcohol, I guess you could say. I got some beer. Some beer was gifted to me, but um, not anything whiskey related. Didn't you get the bottle that we're reviewing today as a Christmas gift? No. Oh. That was a gift from a listener, and oh. they will remain anonymous. We will, let's get, let's, you know what? New year, new name. Um, let's just pretend that this person, again, let's think of a generic name. Generic. Most generic name we could think of. Can't think of anything Chad. Else. Generic. So, yep. Chad Perfect. is another listener, just like Chad. Chad is also another listener who um, decided to hand this over to me. Uh, very, very, very kind gesture. And I'm actually very excited to try it because um, I really enjoyed the history on it. Uh, history component, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. But talk yes, we later. did have a donation from a listener. Again, anonymous Chad, thank you. Anonymous Chad, you know we need to get shirts made or a sticker made or something that says anonymous Chad, dude. He, we should. You know, it's officially a three-man podcast. It's Eric, AJ, and anonymous Chad. Yes, it is. It is. We'll we'll get some shirts done. The nice thing about it is that anonymous Chad it really is anonymous Chad, and anyone could fit in that role. Anyone could. Anyone fit in that can spot. be anonymous anyone. Chad. Anyone. Anyone. Works out Multiple great. people could be anonymous, Chad. I so. got a, something special for Christmas, dude. What'd you get? I got something special. Unfortunately, I already had it. Ooh, so let me have it. We we got to return it. Oh. And I exchanged it for something else. Okay. So I got the limited edition um, Johnny Walker, You're the Dragon. Oh. I already have it. It's a beautiful bottle. Nice. So I returned it, and instead, I got something even better. I had to pay out of pocket. A little oh bit boy. of a difference. A little bit of a oh difference. Boy. Yes. I got the Heaven's Door Bootleg Volume 5. Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. And if you listeners do not know what that bottle is, I highly recommend looking it up. It comes in a very beautiful leather-bound case. Looks like an old-school bo- uh, book. And each bottle for each year that it comes out, the different volumes... He actually does the art on those bottles. Bob Dylan. Bob, yes. I, was, I should have mm-hmm. said Bob Dylan. Yes. Bob Dylan, he does the art on each bottle, and each one is unique. It's a huge collection. Um, unfortunately, the price shot up tremendously this last year. Um, but I got so that you've got two, right? I got two what? You've got two of those editions. Yeah, I have volume four. So I have volume four and five now. 
Out of how many are there? Five, since there's five volumes. Okay. That's why I asked how many volumes are there? Well, yeah. If five came out this year. Um, oh, it's that, okay. Yeah, that'd be five. Are you planning to get the rest of them? Yes, I do save now because I love the look of the art. Dang. Unfortunately, I saw volume three back in the, I'm sorry, volume two back in the day in the store before I started getting crazy into the collection of whiskey. And mm-hmm. I never picked it up. And now they're stupid priced online. Um, but if you're into Bob Dylan, uh, his artwork and whiskey, you cannot pass up these bottles. So that's what I got for Christmas. Nice. Well, you know, I did get a little bit of a gift for Christmas. AJ, you did uh, give me a uh, the remainder of your Dalmore Cigar Malt, I did. Um, which you allowed me to also share with my family when we went to the hockey game. And they got a chance to taste it as well. So I want to thank you for that. That was a nice moment I had with my family. What a swell guy. Dude, what a swell guy to swell share guy. that. Um, because I love that. I love that bottle. And that might be my uh, first time I actually splurge on a bottle. It might be that that one. If you are, I would recommend getting it sooner rather than later. Because with the price of whiskey constantly going up, mm-hmm. who knows what's going to be in a year from now. Who knows? But I did have some left in my bottle. And since Eric raved about how amazing it was, you know, let's take it back a step. Oh, boy. Eric, Eric gave the Dalmore King Alexander III a 3.4, dude. Or was it a 3.3? Uh, I think it was a 3.3. 3.3. Total slap in the face. Total slap in the face. But if he's going to give that bottle such a low rating and give, I think it was like a 4.6 or 4.7, he gave the cigar malt. I'm like, this guy needs this bottle in his life. So I did give Eric the rest of my bottle and he did share it with his family, which I think is an awesome thing to do because not everyone gets the chance to taste that bottle. Did you save the bottle once you killed it? Yes. Is it going to be an infinity bottle or are you just going to save it? Yeah, I'm just going to say maybe eventually it'll become one. Did you post that it was a triumph on the Instagram? You know what? I don't think I did, but I can. I still have it. Oh, yeah. We got to post that one, dude. We'll post it. Posting it. Okay. Moving Speaking on. of posting. Oh, go ahead. Moving on. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, AJ, but we are going to implement a new Brothers of the Dram rating system. That's what I was about to get to. Sounds good. Go for it. Yes, we uh, developed uh, math was very hard for AJ. So no, no, I'm not going to let you just go and talk shit now, dude. Let's be honest. Your rating of your decimals of being up and down were so off. You gave some amazing bottles, low scores, something high. And you were having no, your the decimal thing was stupid. We're moving on in 2024. We're moving up a notch. We're getting simple, but yet defined. Let's go. So because we co- AJ couldn't work with the maths, we decided <laughs> to change it from a 1 to 5 whiskey rating to a 1 to 10 whiskey rating. No more decimals because AJ has a hard time. So oh my God. what we did is from 1 to 2. So I'm going to go ahead and list what it is, right? And we'll post this on our Instagram, so stay tuned for that. But from 1 to 2, it's a bad whiskey. Bad whiskey. So, you know, if it's really bad, it's one. If it sucks, you know, it's 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 a two. Um, from three to four is okay. So if it's, you know, on you know, you like it a little bit more than than not, then maybe a four, but you know, decent is a three. Good, five and six, great, seven and eight. And I think we might be using that one a lot. Something's really good. Probably, yeah. We'll probably use like, you know, an eight. If it's good, good, we'll use a seven. 
And then we gave nine and 10 their own um, categories, which nine would be an epic whiskey and 10 legendary. Legend, wait for it, dairy. Whoa, you're good. You never seen How I Met Your Mother? Uh, some episodes. Uh, dude, that's what Barney would say. Uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. He would say, nice. Legend, wait for it, dairy. Dairy. Ted, my boy, it's gonna be legend, wait for it, dairy. Legendary. Okay, cool. So we have bad, okay, good, great, epic, and legendary. So, that's gonna be the new rating system, which we're gonna start with today, because today is a review episode. Yep. We are going to be reviewing the bottle that Eric got as a, little, as a gift. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I already had the bottle. So he didn't have to worry about pouring me any of his, which I'm sure he's probably appreciative about because he gets more whiskey to himself. Mm -hmm. We are going to be tasting and reviewing Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey 50% ABV, which is 100 proof. Yes, sir. Eric has some good history that we're going to bring back. Whiskey history for the first episode. You had to start the year off right. You know, I, I know we have a lot of history buffs out there. I know people don't get bored of history. Um, I know it's the most exciting thing that we could talk about. So we decided to bring it back. Why not? Why not? Plus, it's got a great intro. It does. An unintentional intro. Unintentional. So let's go ahead and try this, dude. Without further ado, hey, you know what? I was going to cork pop like I always do, but since you also have a bottle, I'm going to mm -hmm. mute my mic and I'll let you do the, the pop. Why don't we double cork pop? Can we double at the same time? Double Why don't pop? you do you and then I'll do me? Why, why don't we do it at the same time? Okay. I don't know. Or, 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 do, do or, should we do, or should we do like a round? Like Just I do it. I'm doing it now. Oh. I think that was pretty much at the same time. Pretty much. Nice. Okay, pour, pour at the same time. Okay. Got my pour. My pour. pour in. It's got a nice copper color to it. I like it. It's got a little classic look to it. Classic bottle. It's black with gold uh, lettering. And then it's got like a, a horizontal like burgundy stripe going across it. It's a really nice classic looking bottle. I really enjoy it. I think it's cool. It's very classy. Um, very classy. Very old school. Big font. Nothing... Fancy, but still very lovely, very uh, visually appealing to me. All right, dude, let's nose this thing. Okay. Let's nose it. What do you get? I'm getting caramel. Mm -hmm. I'm getting oak. I'm getting maple on there. Maple, yes, I'm getting maple. And caramel. I'm the loving ABV, it. The ABV is coming strong in the nose. Like I'm getting that, that, that nostril burn on here. What at, what are we at? 50 we 50 percent? 100 proof. So it'll be a little strong. Maybe a little. I'm getting a little bit of bacon on the nose for some odd reason. Bacon. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting some kind of like dry berry. Hmm. Some kind of. But I'm liking maybe, it. Maybe a hint of a blackberry. Maybe something like that. All right. Something like that. But all right, let me uh, let me go ahead and give it a taste, AJ. Clear the teeth, through the gums, watch out colon, because here it comes. Ooh. Okay. I like it. It's very rich. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Now, I don't want to give too away too much of the of the whiskey history on you, dude. So I'm going to be very careful with my words I use. Careful. Um, 
noting that this is a Tennessee whiskey. Yes. So, you know, there's the whole argument that we've talked about in the past, how people say, no, if it's Tennessee whiskey, there's no such thing, it's still bourbon. I say there's a difference because of the charcoal filter. And in my thoughts is that you can taste the difference between a bourbon and a Tennessee whiskey. Yes. Eric, now that you've had Jack Daniels, and now that you're having this one, which is also a Tennessee whiskey, would you agree that there is a different profile that you can get on there? For sure. I would say so. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if it's just me buying into the rumor that it will. Or yes, it. I mean, it has to. It's filtered differently. So the filtration process is is totally what made Tennessee whiskey. So it's got to be. I wish I could pinpoint what that note is. If I, you know, tasting it next to each other, I can totally pinpoint a Tennessee whiskey, hands down. I just mm -hmm. cannot really put a word with what that note is. Peaty? Spice. Mm -hmm. I get spice. There's spice on there. A little bit of spice on there. A little bit but of spice. That's not the note I'm getting. But though. what makes it stand out? I don't know, man. Yeah. But there is high maple on this guy. Yeah. On the palate. It's, it's tasty, dude. I like it. I like it, too. I think it's a great whiskey. For being a $60 bottle of whiskey, I can already tell you right now, before we even do the rating system, I would pick up another bottle. Yeah. It is a good whiskey, and I do recommend having it on the shelf. And we're going to be jumping into whiskey history shortly. And once you know the history behind it, it might be another reason for you to have it on your shelf. And I'm going to say. It's a good story. Yeah, I'm not even going to say might. I'm going to say it is another reason. Like, you can totally talk about it and impress people with the knowledge if they don't already know about the history of this whiskey so yes mm -hmm. another added bonus to it agree completely. which do we add that to our rating aj do we when, put that in do we take that into consideration when it comes to whiskey like i mentioned earlier it's the best kind of whiskey is how you like to drink it and whatever you like blah blah blah, blah. when uh -huh. it comes to the rating system as i've mentioned before i take everything into account everything i'm, I'm not giving a lot of points for looks or story background but I will give it credit for that. Mm. An example okay. would be if I had another bottle that tasted exactly the same with a different story, I'm like, oh, this is good whiskey. I enjoyed it. I probably won't pick up another. But because of the story behind this one, I would definitely yeah. want to keep it on my shelf. Therefore, I probably would, as an example, if I thought it was an okay whiskey, instead of giving it a three, I'll probably give it a four. Okay. That type of thing. That's my thoughts. Gotcha. Okay. We'll do that. We Eric will do that. And before we get into the rating, any other notes you get it here on the palette, I'm getting the oak, I'm getting the maple on there, um, I'm getting that charcoal filter on there, which I little, can't really... A little bit of spice. A little bit of spice. I think, uh, I think I'm good there. Okay. So I think we should rate this rate with it. our new rating. I think we should. Eric, you go first. Um, dude, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. And... And I love the history. I mean, I did the history, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna give this a nine. An epic whiskey. Mm -hmm. We're putting everything into consideration, AJ. This is the reason we have Jack Daniels. So you show some respect, Mister Jack Daniels boy. If 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 this is a dude, if this, this is a, the reason we have Jack Daniels. If this is a nine. You're going to piss me is, off. If this is a nine, what is your cigar malt? Cigar malt's a nine. You're comparing this to a cigar malt? Or no, no a cigar malt might be a 10, dude. I'm speaking. I'm canceling this podcast. I'm Man, speechless. say whatever you want. 
All right, so Eric gave it a nine. I think it's a good whiskey. I would definitely keep it on my shelf. I would give this a six. Holy crap. Yeah. I think it's a good whiskey. It's not great. Maybe because of the story behind it, which I know the story behind it. I'm actually, I'm the one who told Eric about the story before he even did his research. I told him like a year ago about the background of Uncle Nearest. Um, AJ, story, don't be arrogant. It might get me to want to say seven for it to be a great whiskey, but it, it's it's a good whiskey. It's 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 a good whiskey. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a six. All right. Well, um, on that note, I really enjoy it, and I have a lot to say in terms of it. So, if we want to jump into the whiskey history segment, you can maybe have a more understanding, a better understanding as why I rated it so high. The listeners will go for it. Let's cue bring it in. The, cue the sound for the first time in 2024. Bring it. Whiskey history, whiskey history, whiskey history with Eric. Okay. So, in order for us to understand Uncle Nearest, Wait. whiskey. We didn't do the water drop. Oh, dude, we don't have time for that. Dude, water drop There's real too quick. Much time. Water drop the damn water drop. The episode's going to be too long. Water drop the damn water drop. I'm the one who edits it. Water drop it. Oh, my God, dude. Water drop it. And see if it's better with or without water. We, we have to do it for... We already gave it the rating and everything. We, we The rating's before the water drop. It always has been. <sighs> drop All your right. water and taste it. Fuck off. And then you have to say if it's better with or without water. Come on, Eric. God, you're killing me. Dude, you're, you're, you're going to fucking bore everyone. Go. Mm-hmm. I like it. Ooh. I'll be honest, dude. I'll be honest. The water. Oh, oh this shit. is why. This is why we do the water. This is why, Eric. Yeah. This is why we do the water drop. Yes. This whiskey just pops Enhanced. off my palate Enhanced. with water. Uh huh. It, it's it's okay. I gave it a six, and it's a six. It's a six. But if we did our rating after the water drop, this would have uh-huh. probably been an eight. Whoa. This We're gonna water... get you to a nine. Don't worry. Huh? No, no, we're gonna not, get you not. to a nine. Don't worry. It's still a six. It's still a six. But I'm gonna say, add water to this guy. It's now an eight. Mm-mm. I don't care what you say, AJ. Mm-mm. I don't care what AJ says. He's saying it's an eight. Well, good thing I'm the editor and I'm the one who updates the the uh, Excel spreadsheet. I have access to it too, bitch. Oh, I can I can I can remove you from it, bitch. Okay. Yeah. You will. I could remove myself. So, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you could remove yourself. What are your thoughts with the water drop, dude? That was exceptional. Right. It, less less of a burn, mm-hmm. less of the spice, more flavorful. Ri- it's richer. It's uh, it's really delicious, and yeah, it just further supports my decision in rating, and I'm okay with it. I think it tastes like a maple bacon right now, dude. On a smoked maple bacon. Mm-hmm. I like it. This is lovely. This, this is a, lovely. a six, dude. This is a good whiskey. This is good whiskey. All right. Now that we do the water drop, because we do it for the people, we both mm-hmm. agree, water, yes. Yes, absolutely. 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 20%. Absolutely. 20% water. 20% water. Okay, so now can we move on to whiskey history? Yes, Eric, now you have my permission. Okay. Whiskey history with Eric. Now, again, as I said, in order to understand Uncle Nearest Whiskey, I think we should understand who 
Uncle Nearest is, or Nathan Green, Nathan Nearest Green. So who is Nathan Green? Nathan Green is considered the founding father of Tennessee whiskey. I don't know if they know an official date, but he was born in Maryland around 1820 or so. And is he's known for being the first African-American master distiller ever for Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of um, Nathan or Uncle Nearest's um, history. He was a, a slave who actually worked on a farm of a, uh, a preacher and a whiskey maker named Dan Call. So uh, he was the master distiller for Dan Call. And, you know, he developed all this whiskey for him. And at around 1850 or so, so maybe when, when um, Uncle Nearest was around 30 years of age, this guy or this young orphan named Jack Daniels went to work at that uh, young man or not young man at that preacher's farm in Lincoln County. So what happened is that um, soon after that, Jack, Jack Daniels kind of got this interest in whiskey distilling. So what uh, Dan Call told uh, Nathan Green was to take Jack under his wing and show him everything he, you know, everything he knows. So he took him pretty much as his apprentice at, at a young age. And later on, Jack Daniels would, you know, start to develop his own whiskey and sell his own whiskey, started becoming successful. And then around that same time, I believe the uh, 13th Amendment came around in 1865, uh, Emancipation Proclamation uh, occurred. And, you know, Uncle Nearest was now a free man. So because Jack had this uh, this wealth that developed this wealth with purchasing uh, or with his uh, sales of whiskey, he actually purchased Dan Call's distillery and asked uh, asked uh, Nathan Green if he would become the first uh, master distiller of of his uh, distillery. And of course, he agreed, which was awesome. So fast forward uh, into, you know, you know, in on. Nearest or Nathan Green has children. He has grandchildren. They actually work at the distillery uh, for Jack Daniels. So he, bought, I think he bought an even bigger distillery. And so when Nearest retired, his children Eli, George, and Lewis they continued to work at the distillery uh, as well as some of his grandsons. So they really kept it uh, in, in you know, kept it in the family and. It was, you know, it was, it's great because, you know, you, we got Jack Daniels from all of this. So that's probably one of the main reasons why I rate it so high, because it's like almost if this didn't ha- this, if Nathan Green didn't exist, we wouldn't have all of this great whiskey that we have in terms of just Jack Daniels alone, let alone other whiskeys he influenced. So that's a little bit of history on that. Asia, I don't know if you have anything to say. I have a little bit more to talk about in terms of the distillery. No, go for it. I was like I mentioned before, I was familiar with Uncle Nearest being, you know, the black slave who taught Jack Daniels everything he knows. And yes, if it wasn't for Uncle Nearest, we wouldn't have Jack Daniels. Yeah. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the story of Nearest Green, you can actually watch. There's this like uh, short movie or short film narrated by Jeffrey Wright. Asia, I don't know if you know who Jeffrey Wright is, but he was in like Batman. He's in uh, uh, Westworld. I didn't, but I think I saw the video that you're referring to years ago. 
And that's yeah, how I so, learned about him. Yeah, so I think he came out in uh, maybe two, 2019, I think, or... But anyways, it talks about his story. It's a good movie. If you want to check it out, DM us. Uh, I'll send you the link. Um, but yeah, it's called The Story of Nearest Green. But anyways, let's fast forward to uh, Uncle Nearest, the whiskey. So um, so it's a premium whiskey that was developed in honor of Nearest Green's legacy and history. And uh, the owner is uh, Fawn Weaver, along with her husband. So... Right now, currently, they have seven expressions that you can sample at the distillery, uh, and they use um, they use a, a three to five day uh, filtration process uh, in which you know newly distilled whiskey trickles down through uh, a drop of ten feet of densely packed sugar maple charcoal. So that's what you were mentioning, AJ. Mm -hmm. um, so that the result of that is the uh, uh is, is tennessee whiskey and the process is called um the lincoln county process so again it's using a technique of sugar charcoal mellowing uh which is called the lincoln county process which is distinctive um so yeah again it's a three to five day filtration process uh it goes through uh, the result is tennessee whiskey and it's the difference it's actually the difference between tennessee whiskey and kentucky bourbon so there goes your your answer there, AJ. My so answer to what question? Um, about whether oh my god, AJ. Well, you said there was your answer. And I, I, I you remember how you said you wonder if that's the difference with bourbon. If if the if Tennessee whiskey, the difference is when they filter it through the charcoal. That's not what I said. I know that in order to be Tennessee whiskey, it has to be charcoal oh, filtered. What I said was I don't know how to pinpoint the flavor notes. Like to explain it to someone. That's what I said. God, get your shit right, dude. Continue. Piss me off. First episode. Are you pissing me off? Dude, I'm annoyed. Anyways, so like I said, Fawn Weaver and uh, her husband Keith, they own the nearest green distillery. It's in Shelbyville, uh, Shelbyville, Tennessee. So it's a really cool distillery if you have a chance to ever go. I actually, this doing some research made me want to actually visit it. So, you know, they provide tours, tasting, testimonies. It's uh, actually one of the fastest growing whiskey brands in the U.S. And it's the fastest growing African-American whiskey, uh, whiskey brand of all time. So it's really, really cool that they've come back and sort of paid homage to Uncle Nearest this way and developed this brand. Uh, it's on a property that was once like, a, uh, I guess it was a, a Tennessee walking horse farm. So it's 452 acres. And the old show arena has been transformed, transformed into a welcome center and retail space. So it's really, really cool. They kind of kept, you know, the, the origins of the place and worked with it. So you can have like self-paced uh, tours or actually guided tours there. So they even have the old horse arena concession stand that they use. Uh, the, the, and they also have a non-alcoholic speakeasy in honor of uh, Fawn's parents, who I'm assuming are not. Uh, whiskey drinkers or alcohol consumers so you know that's kind of cool too for you know those who don't drink they can also come and join and they have a barbecue restaurant tasting room uh, they have a bar called the humble baron which is a 202 bar seat bar stretching 518 feet so that's actually that actually makes it the longest bar in the world so it's pretty cool um again i love how nearest green's legacy is celebrated here and I think that's what made me rate it so high. And another thing is, like I said, they kept it in the family. So Nearest Green's great-great-granddaughter, uh, her name is Victoria Edie Butler. 
and she's actually the master blender for Uncle Nearest currently. So, you know, it's just a great, great product, great story, great lineage, and um, I loved it. I love doing the research for this. That was good history, bro. That was good stuff. Um, I do have to say something. Oh, While you were talking, obviously yeah. I was listening. Obviously yeah. I was listening. But I was really, really analyzing this whiskey with the water in it. Okay. And not because of the story, just the whiskey alone. I do have to. I ha, I know we said we're not going to do it with the water. Change our rating. You're going to retract your original rating. But it's a new year, so it's new me. Okay. Less stubborn. I like it. Less black and white. Willing to change. <laughs> willing to look in the mirror. I love it. I have to go. Be reflected and what's have, going on. You know, like MJ says, the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You're talking to the man in the mirror. You're man asking mirror. him to change his ways. Asking him to change his ways. So what do you got? I got to go. I Officially, I got to go up one more. I got to go. I got to say it's a great whiskey. Mm-hmm. I do have to give it a seven. Ooh. Again, nice. I know we said we're not counting the water. We're going to give our ratings just based on the whiskey itself. And yes, I can include the bottle, the story, everything. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to include the look of the bottle, and if I'm going to include the story, and if I'm going to include the whiskey, I have to include the water too, dude. If it makes that much of a great change, yeah, it has to be a great whiskey. Sure. So I'm officially changing mine to a seven. Eric's at a nine, giving this a Brothers of the Dram average rating of an eight. Yes. This is a great whiskey. That's me clapping. <laughs> That's me clapping. And just because, dude, just because it's not a, you know, $180 bottle doesn't mean it can't reach, you know, epic proportions. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never, I, I never said just because whoa, of the hold price. Hold on. Are you, are you feeling attacked for some reason? You I'm think feeling there was something I'm, towards I, you? I, you're attacking me right now, dude. You're what the hell, AJ? I compare it to other whiskeys in that price range. I'm not going to compare it to a $180 cigar malt. I'm not going to compare it to a Jack Daniels, uh, Frank Sinatra, or is it still, uh, the uh, Century. I'm comparing it to other $60 bottles. And for the other $60, bo- other $60 bottles, it's a good whiskey. But when you add the water, it makes it stand out from the other $60 good whiskeys, which is why I had to go up to a great. Well, I'm happy for you, AJ. Congratulations. Oh, go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good story, dude. Honestly, listeners, I highly recommend picking up a bottle of Uncle Nearest. This is the 100 Proof 1856. Um, I cannot rave enough how great of a whiskey this is. I do recommend adding the water. Or if you like your whiskey cold, put a, a rock in there. Put some yeah. ice, let it mellow out a little bit, and enjoy it. Yeah. And if you've ever been to the uh, distillery, let us know. I'd like to uh, know more about it because, uh, like I said, it made me want to actually go visit it. As Eric mentioned in his last episode from last year, he wants us to expand. So I'm asking all of our listeners, if you enjoy the podcast, I know we have our subscribers out there. Please share it with your friends and family. Let people know about us that we're here to entertain and bring new whiskey and start the year off right. Yeah, tell people at the bar, tell people at, you know, Evmo or Total Wine that you're, you know, looking at bottles with. Um, yeah, just spread the word and, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And if you're not already following us, follow us on Instagram at Brothers of the Dram. We like to post the bottles that we have, the collections we have, and what we're going to be reviewing and posting next. So give us a follow. With that said, Eric, anything else you want to add to this episode? 
No, sir. I think that was a great first episode. Uh, very happy. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening throughout the year, or I guess a couple of years. And we hope to uh, continue to do this until everyone's bored of us. Yeah, that's about right. Until everyone's bored of us. Mm-hmm. Eric, I raise my glass to you to a good 2024. Start the year off right. I raise my glass to Uncle Nears for bringing this whiskey and for bringing Jack Daniels to us. And lastly, I raise my glass to our listeners. We appreciate you all. Thank you. And that concludes today's episode. Wow. Great words, AJ. I have nothing to say beyond that. So we will catch you on the next one, brothers and sisters. Wow. We actually started 2024 with Eric Speechless. That is a first. That is a first. Speechless. 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 Should have said that. Oh. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. You've reached the Brothers of the Dram. Thank you for following the podcast and enjoy it. And don't forget to follow us on social media and all the other fun stuff. Is that what I sound like? Uh-huh. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.